if any of your bones are dry, there's a problem. Your bones have to always be wet. Um, yes. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Educational. Yeah, because if like, you have a dry bone, it means that it's outside of your body and therefore is not covered in the internal wetness of the human form. And this sentence yeah. keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to start the podcast? No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 92 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wib Wetbones Johnson. Say hello. Hello there. And I'm also joined by drummer Matt Drybones Johnson. Say hello. Hello. That doesn't sound very dry. I got better. Okay. <laughs> How are you lovely gentlemen? Full um, of calcium I hope. Fine. I guess. How are you, Matt? Yeah, good. Tonight, but dare I ask? I'm feeling incredibly good. My bones are at the appropriate level of moisture. I'm feeling. I'm feeling decent today. Basically, what you're doing right now is you're just making it absolutely necessary that we include the cold open of you saying things rather than the thing that Matt was saying earlier. You just you're just making it so that it has to go in because it is inseparable from the rest of the recording. Well, I mean, Drama Matt can have his stinger at the end, so it's fine. Uh, you think one of us will remember to do that? I probably will. You probably won't. No. <laughs> Tune in next time. I can't even remember what Drama Matt said, but it was probably really weird and dodgy. Yeah. yeah I can't uh, but anyway, um, I I should probably mention one little thing uh, before we we go balls deep into the podcast. Mm. Uh, which is that before we wet our bones? Before before we wet our bones, <laughs> I just want to say thank you to all of the people who left comments regarding the last podcast, which were ninety percent people discussing how they drink paint. <laughs> which I Good. was not. Expecting that's how so, they wet their bones. Are we like legally responsible for that? No, no, they didn't drink paint because we told them not to drink paint. They were basically going, you know, don't tell me what to do, Dad. When I we named the podcast, don't drink paint. Loads of paint, actually. That explains a lot. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> It's like, I, I've graduated from, like, baby drinks, like, base or layer paints. I, I, like, I don't drink, like, weathering powder. I drink texture paints. Oh, yeah, texture paints. He's got a bit of crunch to it. Mmm. <sighs> Especially if you, like, you, like, leave it open for a little bit, let it kind of, let the air get to it and let it, like, let it uh, bloom. And it's just, ooh, bit of crunch. I've not, I don't know what uh, contrast paint tastes like yet. Yet. Um, There's still time. Like you know, I think we've we've all eaten a little bit of paint uh, whilst painting. So, but like you know, you need to re. It's like you, you know, know when you... you need to like re-stiffen your paintbrush so you put it in your mouth, but that like, like and use your saliva. But usually, it's like you wipe, you like wash it off, and sometimes and sometimes you forget. you forget, and you've just got like a big glob of ash and grey, and you're like, ah, yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> I'd much preferred like washers. They're I can't remember which one it is. On there is one paint uh, that GW does that is oddly sweet. Tastes like, like cowpaw. That's <laughs> <laughs> dangerous. If it Can you like- imagine? It's like, hey kids, one of our paints tastes like cowpaw. Try Does it taste like old cowpaw? Yes. Ooh. Oh. Do you remember those cowpaw jelly beans at that gig venue we always used to play at? Oh yeah, that was great. Ooh, so a little bit of backstory for people who are too either too young or not British enough. Because I didn't enough. know about this phenomenon until I came over here. So cowpaw is a medicine that you give to kids, and if I remember rightly, it's just basically kids' paracetamol. It's like it's like um, that sugary liquid painkiller that you give to children who, that won't take tablets. Yeah, um, and it's very, very... I think we might have talked about it before, but it was a long time ago. Uh, and the old stuff was super sweet, so it tasted really nice. It was really gritty, because it had so much sugar in it. Yeah, uh, now it's nowhere near that. Because um, sugar tax. Yeah. But we found, yeah, we found some jelly beans that tasted exactly like old school cowpaw, which was great. Yeah, and suddenly I realised why every every English person I'd encountered was obsessed with cowpaw. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, yeah, this makes sense. Um, but yeah, so uh, to reiterate, don't drink paint. Unless it's the cowpaw flavour. Unless paint. it tastes like cowpaw, in which case, fill your boots. Don't, no, no, it's not how you drink. Osmosis, it's fine. Um, but yeah. That reminds me how my mother used to complain, because I always used to draw on my hands all the time, because they couldn't take my hands from me. No, no, that's true. They tried. They tried. And they failed. They failed. Yeah. They failed. And now I have more hands than they do. But yeah, and I'd write like on the inside of my wrists, or I'd draw like stupid pictures. And my mother was like, "Stop doing this! When you write on your wrists, the ink goes into your bloodstream and to your heart and can kill you." And even at the age of like seven, I was like, "Bitch, you are fucking high. <laughs> there is no way that happens." I would like to know Fuck the me. amount of of like ink you'd have to put on yourself for it to actually like do any damage. I have to literally you. paid two very fine people to inject me with copious amounts of ink, and I'm still fine. I think a tattoo is quite a different thing to a biro. To a biro, yeah. yeah. Maybe it's more like popcorn, like scented gel pens. Do you remember, like, what? people at school, they would always, like, like scented gel pens were, like, this huge, like, status symbol. I And then know. they'd, like, they'd suck on the gel tube so that all the gel would come out, and then, then like, ink would explode in their mouths. They'd be like, meth. <laughs> my, my gel pens blow. And they're, like, pour, like, literally just blue, like, ink pouring out of their Honey. mouth. That stinks of blue. Br- <laughs> what? I'm just going to say it has never been more apparent that you went to school in the Amber Valley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, I have two. I have two points. I also remember the gel pen flavored um, <gasps> scented things. Yes, but you do an oddly good impression of someone who's got a lot of ink in their mouth. Thank you. I'm a voice. <laughs> I just actor. feel like you know you should compliment people when they do something good. No, no, and thank you very much, drummer Matt. I really appreciate you doing that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! All right, who's yeah. done stuff? Uh... <laughs> Wibble it. You. Yes. You there. Yes, me. What have you been up to, dear? I've been up to so many things that it is uncomfortable how many things I've been up to. <laughs> is it a blasphemous amount it is of things? It's a blasphemous amount of things. Okay, so... Um, have you been sneaking into the zoo and making wank gestures at the gorillas? Uh, not this week. Not this week, no. All right. And I do anyway, hope you've avoided eye contact. And anyway, it was the meerkats. Okay. Wanky uh, I was going to say, you, you thought it was the gorillas. It was actually the Brexit party. And he was like, wank. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, but he only thought oh, that God, once yeah. they started throwing their shit around. Oh, God, yeah, that's the thing. By the time this podcast comes out, the general election results would have come oh, in. Oh, God, yeah, that is general news, and we might all, you know... Mm. Oh, more of a hellscape. I hope. Okay, I, I hate to be like really overtly political in the podcast. I I lie. I hide it. There, okay, um, there's like there's a person who isn't male here. Like me being here is political. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I just want to say, I hope you fuckers voted on Thursday if you're in the UK. Because and if you voter apathy only fucking supports the status quo, which is right now literally forcing more child poverty on children. So fucking angry and sick of this shit. <laughs> and and if the Tories get in again, my God, am I going to be angry in the next podcast? Because I'm probably oh, yeah, going to spend that's... the next two months just furious. So basically, if you don't want us, if you want us to shut about shut up about politics, vote Labour. <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Um, but that aside, <laughs> anyway. Um, so what I've been doing is is getting. getting I've not really done much media. Um, I've most of it just been getting through the stuff that I've been. I was talking about the other time, so you know, still chipping through, trying to get back to the you know beating. Um, Your dick. No, the Binding of Isaac. Okay. <laughs> For the. It's going to be difficult if you. Yeah, it's going to be difficult like beating Binding of Isaac if you smack it on your dick all the time. It will be. Yes, it's it's quite a hard. Are you game going to, for like a challenge run? It is a very hard game to masturbate to. I will say. That gives me the bad feeling. Yeah, then you shouldn't have started talking about it, then should you? Uh, yeah. Um, how was I supposed to know there would be consequences <laughs> to my actions? Can I, can, I, can I maybe get to my point? I don't like it when it's done to you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, yes, I've been, I, I've been getting, getting through it. And the reason, like, I've technically beaten it many, many, many times. But, the you know, the way the Binding of Isaac works is that you get through and you beat a certain boss and then you get through and you're just laughing at the fact that I'm using the term beat. This is like beaten it several times. I'm like <laughs> You have to be this... more specific. I'm basically a child. <laughs> I have beaten the video game several times. Oh, thank you. How hard was um, that? But by the nature of the game... <laughs> <laughs> Do continue. Are, are you done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So, I have won the game several times, but by the nature of the game, you have to uh, defeat each boss several times to unlock the next layer of the game and then it keeps going until you get to the actual final things of the game and i guess the final thing for me to beat would actually be mega satan so you say mega satan is the climax of the video game no i would not (laughs) Uh, and i'm just trying to do that do that again so it's obviously taking quite a while because some things you have to beat the bosses like 10 fucking times to get so has it updated then recently no no or you just you just having a bit yeah i just wanted to get yeah, yeah 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 um and if I wasn't spending so many time finding what synonyms for the word beat, I would have got through that in like a minute. Um, <laughs> That's not what I'm here for, and you know it. Uh, I've also been carrying on with Bob's Burgers, and um, I mentioned last time it's got some humour that made me uh, kind of go a bit uh, about. Um, but I could kind of see the potential for it. And having watched quite a bit more of it, cause I think I'm on like season four or something, I do get it. it it's still not perfect. But um, the, the humour that made me, you know, be a bit uh, about it is actually, like, 99% gone. 
And I'm actually just enjoying it. There's quite a few nice episodes. Yeah, no, cool. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a fun enough little series. Nothing spectacular, but, you know, if it, I've been, like, doing it whilst I've been, um, like, painting or assembling stuff, like, having it on in the background, and it's been quite good for that. Um, but, yeah, I've also been watching through... I don't think I've mentioned this uh, on the podcast before, um, but I've been ca- carrying on listening to a, a podcast called Behind the Bastards, uh, which is, or behind the bastards, depending on uh, which, which regional variation you wish to have. Behind the bastards. Uh, which is a podcast about the worst people in history. Uh, so it's basically going Neil into... Neil Breen, Tommy Wiseau, Elon no. Musk. <laughs> no, we're talking about dictators. And... I mean, Elon Musk is a bit of a penis tuber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but no, it's talking about things. So, you know, it goes into like how, um, Saddam Hussein had a, uh, Oh, he wrote trashy romance novels. He wrote trashy romance novels. Yeah. Um, and it was the best selling book because everyone was scared that if he showed up to the homes and they didn't have it. Yeah. Or or, (laughs) a really interesting one I recently listened to, which is how, um, one of Adolf Hitler's inspirations was a young adult, like series of books written by a grifter who wrote books pretending that he was in the Wild West. And he basically said, I am the person who the books are based on. He has never left Germany. Oh. He he would, like, dress up like a cowboy for, like... <laughs> so he was basically, like, a weird, like, cosplayer who'd just gone full method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's surreal. <laughs> and gets into, like, all sorts of, you know, um, terrifying... Just like, imagining someone dictators like backstories and things. No, I, no, I'm not. I'm not done with like German cowboy who was in the Wild West. Yeah, it's like <laughs> just imagine like this town is not big enough for the both of us. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeah, basically, <laughs> you're like um, yeah. <laughs> obviously for Texan born and bred. <laughs> but yeah, it's very a very interesting podcast. I, I can recommend it. Um, but apart from that, uh, the the big thing was that on uh, Saturday the 7th of December, uh, Snipe and I went to purge the pit at Warhammer World. Yep, there was a big pit that needed purging, and yeah. Wib did it, and I didn't. Yes. Uh, what it was, was... Um, so, on Twitter, there's a thing called Warmongers, which is sort of the collective kind of term for the... War gamers and painters and, you know, mostly Warhammer people, but, you know, other things as well on Twitter. Like, it's the collective hashtag. So, if, you know, you want people to pay attention to a painting you've done, hashtag warmongers, and you get some eyes on it. Um, and sort of arranged around that, they, you know, a bunch of people, uh, you know, arranged a tournament and... Uh, there was a space, so you joined up? Yeah, there was a space, so I joined up. And it was it was an interesting little thing because I've only entered one other tournament before, which was also at Warhammer World, and that was a terrible time. That, that I was had very previously. bad. <laughs> the um, point where I turned around at one point, and your opponent was just sat under his table. <laughs> it was. I, I I only fought two people in that tournament. Uh, one one of which was a kid, and so they they were a little a little strange. But and one of them had a car park army. Uh, and the other one uh, brought uh, in fifth ed brought three Lehman Russes to a seven hundred point game and just parked them at the other end of the table. And since I was playing orcs, I couldn't fucking deal any with that because in fifth ed orcs couldn't deal with fourteen armor, which is what Lehman Russes had at the time. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, it was basically the hardest army you could take in that thing, and they just did that, even though they said it was a, a casual game. Like, okay, thanks for that. Yeah, it was. Um, this was a lot better though. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. So I uh, went there, met met like a ton of people who have only you know only really interacted with on on Twitter. Yeah. So yeah. Um, oh, that's nice. uh, well, I say only. I um, you know, um, we've been on Warp Time Radio, and mm-hmm. Stormgrad Games was there. Yeah, um, he is a good egg. And he, yeah, he, he was he was a good egg. Uh, also met Kirioth, who you might know from the YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, and, and tons of people who are just like like Twitter uh, Twitter people. It was actually really surreal. Of like slowly over the course of like the build up to it, and afterwards. Like slowly putting names to faces, yeah. like because um, some some people who I met there and I didn't realize who they were, mm. and then later on I'd see them post something about the about Purge of the Pit and go and suddenly put you know names to faces and go, oh you're that person, okay cool. <laughs> so that, that was that was quite fun. Uh, so the way the tournament worked was was very interesting because it, it it wasn't really like a, a it was. It was more of a, a mini campaign type idea, really. Yeah, it was. It was driven by a narrative. And um, so the basic idea is that there's like an artifact in the center of the table that it's been drawing people from all you know from all around in, and it's made up of small little armies. So you know how um, 40k works at like one v one, but when you try and do like a three-way where it's you know three yeah. people all fighting each other the game starts to break down a we're always bit. having like three ways with drama mat so i understand but that's a 2v1 so yeah um yeah it is yes. and i win i mean it usually ends up being two on one to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah anyway <laughs> drama uh, mat just took it so <laughs> fucking far i love it but um, but what they did what they did was to do that kind of all all versus all idea, but with at least like five people per table. So it ends up kind of balancing out a little bit because it's it's kind of a bit more difficult to end up with that sort of situation. Because and because everyone was desperately going for this center point, because you had to go up and capture it, and no one fully died. Like if your character, if if your individual things died. You'd um, roll a dice at the start of your turn, and on a five plus, they'd reappear. So, okay. How many points were you each? Four hundred. Okay. Oh, that's quite manageable. And you didn't have to obey the full kind of equipment load rules. If they have the rules to take something, but they can only take one, you can take like as many as is reasonable. So you know, there's a bit of you being sensible about it. But it means that, say, like, um, well, for example, my I took a Wraith Lord because I took my um, army, my Eldar army, and I gave them four heavy weapons. And normally they can only take two because they've got four weapon points on the on the Wraith Lord. So you know, I took two Bright Lances and two Shuriken cannons, okay. and they were like, "Yeah, that's <laughs> fine." So you could nice. do weird things like that. So you can, you know, like uh, Kirioth had a Redemptor Dreadnought with two heavy onslaught Gatling cannons. So it had like twenty four fucking shots from that from <laughs> those, um, and that's not counting the other weapons it had. So it was a it was a thing. Uh, but yeah, only four hundred points on my army consisted of that Wraith Lord, a uh, five Wraith Guard, and a Spirit Seer. Uh, I took those because I thought it would be. I saw a lot of people saying what they were taking that were going to be space marines because my original idea was to take my rogue trader space marines and try and make an army complete out of those. <laughs> but then when I saw what people were putting, it was like, yeah, there's a lot of space marines. I should probably, you know, not take all those. 
I should probably take some that's a different uh, faction. Um, but yeah, we all got put into put onto a table with a group of other people. And yeah, we all had to go for this centre point. Um, on my table, there was me, our friend Unity, who we've mentioned a couple of times before, uh, who took his Harlequins. Um, that we all hate. Uh, that are horrible, but fortunately nothing that I took was technically a vehicle, so he stayed away from me because he didn't really know how to deal with me because <laughs> Harlequins are very good at killing vehicles um, okay. and not quite yeah. so good at killing what I had. Or does your, your big boys not count as a vehicle? No, no, Wraith uh, Lords don't count as vehicles. Okay. They're a monster, technically. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. Um, Stormgrad was there with his four space marines. He, he took, like... Three captains and a librarian. Yeah, I mean, like, to be fair, he, like, rocked up with, like, 5,000 points of space marines. Well, he didn't know he was going to be playing. He thought he was just going to play with anyone else that was there. Yeah, and then they were like, oh, we need someone. He was like, well, okay. Yeah, <laughs> some, some here now. Because there were some no-shows. Uh, his mate Simon was there as well, and a um, lovely kid called Ben. Yeah, he was lovely. Who was, a, uh, who was a fan of the channel, so hello, Ben, if you happen to be listening. Yeah. Um, his dreadnought did him proud <laughs> um and yeah so we we went to so everyone kind of starts rushing for the center uh, unity because he has like fucking all jet bikes and vipers <laughs> just stormed into the center straight away and and the point got activated like really yeah. early on and what happened when the point was activated is it meant that um you know points were given to who actually did it i think it might have been stormgrad that actually activated it at the end uh, because he ran into the centre as well. <laughs> um, but then a knight appears. Like a chaos knight? Yeah, it was a chaos knight. It was uh, Dr. Daves, who was one of the organisers of the tournament. So it, was, mm. it was him and uh, Pandora's Bits Box, if you know these people off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was if you do- don't, you should. It was Dr. Dave's uh, Legion of the Damned theme knight, which is a beautiful fucking model. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that appeared in the centre. And then we had to kill it. Uh, with our 400 points of things, uh, which is, yeah, a whole thing. Um, <laughs> it was actually a weird fight, because what actually happened was uh, the uh, Simon and Ben had a fight in the corner <laughs> and were basically grinding out points, like victory <laughs> points. So Simon actually won the game despite never going near the night. <laughs> like, and I, I had a bit of a weird game, because... So my initial thing was I, I killed a couple of Simon's Marines because he had, you know, because um, both Simon and Ben took Marines um, as well. So, you know, three of the three of the people had Marines and two had different types of Eldar. Um, so I killed some of his Marines. I took some pot shots. I think I took some pot shots at Unity stuff and didn't really, it didn't really do much. Then the Knight appeared and I used my Psychic Phase to... Um, Smite. To smite, and the nearest thing were, were the rest of Simon's intercessor squad that I'd already shot a bit. <laughs> and it had three marines left in it, and I managed to get, well, I got 12 initially on my psychic, my, my psychic thing, which Perils is like, oh shit, perils of the war. So I re-rolled one of them, because I've got the thing that allows you to re-roll um, one dice per turn with your, with my, um, with your um, warlord. And I got a five, so I was over ten, so I do d6 mortal wounds. I roll a six. So I just ah. killed the entire the rest of that intercessor squad in the psychic phase. Nice. And then I'm like, that's great. That means I've got. I think I had four wraith guard left, and my double bright lance wraith lord. Like, I could potentially kill this knight because it had already had a few wounds taken off it. I think it had 14 wounds left. I was like, I could potentially kill it. I missed every shot, dude. <laughs> 
Oh. Every single one. Oh no, I tell like one of the Bright Lance shots did hit, it just didn't wound. Ah. So it's like fuck, okay, well I'm I'm fucked and then You were playing a really good distraction, I guess. <sighs> and then yeah. Uh-huh. The next the next time I couldn't really do anything. Was, oh yeah, the next ter- the next turn I could have shot at it. Stormgrad had got it into close combat with all of his things. Ah. That because he was just really lucky and and his stuff got murdered like several times. But he was just rolling fives and sixes every time to make them respawn. Ooh. So they just kept running back onto the board and back into the fight <laughs> like an endless cycle of it. Um, and, zero um, respawn timer. Yeah, and so he was in, and so he ended up in combat with a knight. So I couldn't shoot at it. So I was like, oh, okay. So I managed. I killed like a couple of Unity's jet bikes. Mm. Um, just something. They do. happened to just be in range, and the real fight was off in the corner somewhere. And then, yeah, in the end, I didn't really, uh, I, I didn't really do much. But by the end of the fight, not a single, every single one of my units was on the table, and the only thing that got killed at any point was one of my wraith guards. So I'm nice. like, that's better than I thought I'd do. Uh, and yeah, Stormgrad eventually killed the the thing, but I think Simon actually won won the game because he'd been nice. grinding out points, yeah. even though he hadn't been near the center. So it was like, okay, it's a cool. metaphor for life, really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we were, and because mo- all the things the on center our center ground uh, is a giant con. Is that, is that what you're doing? It turns <laughs> out, yeah. Um, you, what you need to do is have is have lots of marines and just be fighting in the corner, killing each other, and eventually uh, just you know getting all your points that way. Yeah. Um, in the end, uh, we finished. Pro strats here. Yeah, we finished. We finished before any of the other games because what it was was basically f- it was four games that were running the same thing, like four tables next to each other. Oh, nice! All, all with like the uh, you know the same amount as like I think it was four or five people on each table. Did the organizers rock up with four chaos knights then? Okay, <laughs> no. What actually happened was um, way funnier. Two people who were supposed to bring knights didn't. <laughs> okay. So one of them was a great unclean one. Uh, one of them was the knight that Doctor Dave brought, and one of them was an- one of the knights that uh, I-, I-, I think two of them were knights that Stormgrad just. Happened if they were to bring blue and him. white, then yeah. yeah, they were his. Like he just happened I, to I, have his with him, so I they got joke, stolen for yeah, it. Yeah, I, I do. I do joke about like the blue and white, but like that. His paint jobs are fucking nice, and that's his, his thing is having blue Ooh, and white paint jobs. Very good. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so in the end, um, I, I didn't do super great, but um, our friend Unity did win best painted, and he uh, got like this nice. badass like metal like skull with a metal paintbrush in its mouth. Yeah, that was like handmade for it as a trophy. It was amazing. Oh, it was, it was really cool. yes. And Ben won um, uh, won the uh, award for sportsmanship and got like a load of books. Yeah, because he because he he, he kind got a of, lot blown up. He got a lot blown up, but he always had a grin on his face. Yeah. So you know, um, he won best uh, best sportsmanship. He was credit to team. Um, and yeah, so we just hang, uh, hung out for a little while afterwards. Um, I I treated myself to some sniper scouts because because I bullied you into it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which still, which doesn't mean which even even with those, I still have painted more than I have bought. <laughs> so so that's all good. I meanwhile I had a really cool and really brutal game with Pyro, and she brought lots of scary orcs, and I took my dreadnoughts and my knights, and we had a one thousand five hundred point army, and the dice were not on her side. Oh no, uh-huh. no! I basically I ran my um my knight in immediately and just 
I just I just rolled really well, and the dice like her dice did not like her, and it was brutal. But it was it was really fun playing with her because she like knows every rule to everything. <laughs> like I I just I'm just like oh what's this and she's like it's, t- uh, it's toughness four. I'm like, Thank you, you know everything, and I'm so grateful. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun just hanging out with people as well. That did seem because I was only watching it uh, for one turn. I I got rubbed butts with so much <laughs> at that table because it was quite because there was another tournament going on. Oh yeah, well, and there was apocalypse an, an apocalypse match going on behind me with like six different people, and like the table that we were on was was quite a narrow thing, and I have quite a lot of junk in my trunk, so like people walk past going excuse me, and then rubbing their butts on mine like by <laughs> accident. And I'm like. This is so weird. <laughs> so I rubbed butts with yeah. a lot of people that day. And if I didn't rub your butt at Warhammer World, you're welcome. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to... Give, but, like, uh, I had a thing and now it's gone. But I was going to say, because I only watched one turn of your game and I watched you in a single round of shooting. Well, in a single round, blow up a battle wagon. Mm-hmm. And it exploded. And it, it exploded hurting a bunch of stuff inside and then shooting at killer cans mm-hmm. I think you killed like five of them in shooting and then you charged them with murder fang and killed the last two yep it was it was down it to was like rough. yeah it was down to like the uh, the last boy um what I will also say is that the same day as we were doing that there was a tournament there and it completely blew my mind because I have long held the opinion this belief that the Lord of the Rings game that Games Workshop makes, there is only, in any area, one person who plays it. Well, I mean, play TM. Well, well, yeah. well collects the, the miniatures and, and will never, ever meet another person that plays the game. And they just get progressively more and more bitter and angry that they have no one to play with. Yeah, I assumed that was the truth. That's been my experience of people that play it up until this point. But the hall was full of Lord of the Rings players because it was a Lord of the Rings tournament. Ah. I have speculated on Twitter that these people may be actors. I am becoming a Lord of the Rings truther, it appears. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they saw that there was like another tournament and they were like, shit, we need to fill up this hall. With actors. Yeah, because I So there was know. a massive casting call. Yeah, I don't know how to play the game. They could have been rolling dice and moving the models around randomly, and I wouldn't know. I wasn't <laughs> watching because I, I really hate Lord of the Rings. And I, I hate Lord of the Rings, the tabletop game, more. Yeah, that was that was the bad experience you had. Your introduction to war games was that's with why Lord I, of the Rings that's game. That's why I avoided wargaming for as long as I did. Yeah. Because I had such a horrible experience. You played you played with a group full of that guys. I did. Um. Like, the whole fucking group was that guy. Yeah. That's And I was just like... Because it was like... If I didn't know the rules, it was because I was just not respecting the law. Oh yeah, because like the law, the rules of oh, the of law. tabletop war games, you can pick up in a single. Do session. you remember that part where Frodo tried to throw the ring into Mount Doom, but his movement speed wouldn't allow it, so we had to stand still for six fucking seconds? <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part of the fucking movie. It was amazing. Yeah. Also, I played with a guy who thought he was Aragorn, but he was more like Dogges. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a cleverer joke, but, but you know what? Hey, look! If it makes you laugh, it's clever. <laughs> Not sure that's how it works. No, I've based my whole career on that fucking. Joke. Don't take this away from me. 
But yeah, like, like this if is Matt guy... farted right now, I would laugh. I would be, I would be ashamed of myself, but I would laugh. But that would not make it clever. <laughs> oh, it, well, I mean, to be fair, Drama has like a PhD, so it, like that would be a very clever I, fart. I mean, I don't, but also I have been farting on podcasts. And I was wondering if you could hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you thought you were busted for a second there, did you? Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Well, like, I mean... dude. Well, but hopefully not. Mm-hmm. That we probably would have heard. Well, um, if it helps, you have now discovered that Drummer Matt has very stealthy farts. Either that, he <laughs> just keeps muting his microphone, and, and then, then like we'll get to like the actual like his audio, and it's just gonna be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like while we're talking. I haven't done a good hand <laughs> fart in a while. Yeah. Remember how like as a kid, <laughs> so like I was convinced that like. Acid rain was going to be a daily occurrence in my life, same with quicksand, and the hand farts, they had to be performed at least four times a day. And I don't know for what societal or, like, conversation, like, like a social need for hand farts were, that there were, but that was just something that I found lots of, like, just, just kids do a lot. Like, they, they, they kind of put, like, an hour aside a day to just do hand farts or armpit farts, if you can do that. Just thought that was interesting. You don't remember that at school? I, I at, at school there are a lot of things that take up your time that you realise as you grow older that don't take up as much time. It's a bit like when you you know you are you're forced to confront the idea of um, when's the last time you jumped? I literally jumped four days ago because I remembered someone asking me that question. I was like, next time someone asks, I'm gonna fu-, and I jumped. I actually did jump. I, I don't remember the last time I jumped. Yeah, that's because you're weak. Well, when did you last jump, Matt? Do you know? Um, I probably jumped about, what time is it? About an hour and a half ago? Mm. The thing is, if you exercise, was... you end up jumping a lot more. Yeah, you jump by accident. I was jumping <laughs> over a puddle, though, not into a puddle, so it's less cool. Mm, you sh- like, we shouldn't jump into a puddle unless you know it's really, really deep, otherwise you could hurt yourself. Wait. And fall on your bum mm. bum. Uh, I thought you have the opposite advice. Don't jump into deep puddles because you, like, you know, drown. Well, I mean, if you just decide to not swim, maybe. But, like, if you just kind of, like, you got to make sure they're deep. So, like, you know, if you jump into them, then you won't hurt your spine or anything. Basic puddle safety, everybody. Okay, I feel we're kind of losing the thread a bit. Well, we were talking about, like, drama about stealth farts and stuff. Um... And the uh, reckless silliness of youth. Um, Maybe some Warhammer, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, um, I, I would like to, um, you know, say, uh, you know, thank you to the people that came up and said hello to us uh, during uh, the whole Purge the Pit thing. And th- thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just, like, kind of hanging out with me while you were busy, like, you know, Sin and Idolor and, and Destroy and Pyro just kind of, like, chilling with me it was it was nice mm. it was really lovely hanging out with everybody yeah while i drank the slushiest slush puppy they still do slush puppies at bugman's bar and i am freaking <laughs> addicted to I, them at this point i think it's the only reason you go there <laughs> that's one of the only reasons i go there the other one is to bug wib to buy me expensive shit <laughs> for me to say you can you can have more dreadnoughts when you finish painting the ones and then i just start having a tantrum <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah destroying I, I, my bag i have, I have witnessed okay. this 
Yet, curiously, I notice not painting your dreadnoughts. The one thing you could do that would help. Yeah, but you told me to do it. Now I can't. Now, that's why I've nearly finished my Tyranid Spearhead detachment. Because fuck you, I'm not painting my dreadnoughts. Well, yeah, this sounds a like point. a you problem. This is not. This is very much a this you problem. This is just how my psychology uh, works. Anyway, I'm going to stop us getting sidetracked, and I'm going to talk about the last thing that I have to talk about. It's fine. Which is... So, over the course of, like, two days, um, I have gone... Well, we, well uh, Snipe and I have gone from being in one D&D campaign... To, to being in three! To being... Well, to having to make two more D&D characters. Well, I've got to make two more anyway. <laughs> so... I'm DMing the other one. Yeah, so... Um, I'm going to be in a, in a little mini campaign, uh, which Snipe's um, DMing with Longfang. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to make a character for that from level one. And also we're being in a one-shot. Yeah. Um, now, I can't talk about the one-shot because everything's supposed to be a secret about it. Yeah. However, I uh, I did find out that in the uh, the new book, what's it called? Eberron? Eberron. Uh, um, uh, the something or uh, other. I need to get, like, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's rules to make goblins. So, you know. Dressed as goblins. Dressed as goblins. So, of course, I'm making a goblin. Um, yeah. Because... You are at least part goblin. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty goblin core. And I, I, I want to say what the name of the goblin is because it, cause Snipe <laughs> came up with it and it's perfect, but I also don't want to make it so that anyone else who, who is going to be in the campaign hears it. Well, the one okay. shot hears Just say it. it so I can hear it and then they can hear my reaction and you can bleep out the actual name. Yeah, okay, but you've got to do it in your character's voice. Okay. Okay, <clears throat> you ready, Daryl, Matt? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. It's good, huh? Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm pretty proud of myself for helping. Are you going to do the voice the whole way through? Yes. Yeah. He has to. It's a one shot. I can do it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and everyone will learn why that was funny later on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm making that. I won't say about classes or anything, although I, uh, I have taken one of the extra um, things that was added <clears throat> in... Um, Oh, what's it called? The Xanathar's. Um, yeah, Xanathar's. Do everything. Yeah, I have, I'm using one of the extra, um, like specialisations in that. So mm-hmm. that's that's going to be fun. Um, the other one, which I will talk about, because it's not a secret or anything, is uh, because I've never run a caster, like a dedicated caster. I will be running a warlock in um, the one that's just with Longfang and you. Yeah, in in small campaign. Let's in, call in it in small campaign. There's one shot. Which we can't talk about, and then yeah. small campaign, which is going to probably be an ongoing campaign. Yeah, um, and so I, I made a warlock because I wanted to run something I hadn't run before, and ended up making them a tiefling. And even though my current main character is a tiefling, the reason why I did this is because I didn't want to play a, um, a half elf. Yeah, because um, you hate half elves, and you know, he- cries in Hella. But I wanted something that I could get a plus two in a stat from, <laughs> of something that ha- and would be useful for something I haven't played before. Because I rolled an eighteen on my stats. Yeah, he literally rolled like three sixes and a, like a five. Yeah, so it's like okay. So I had to get a twenty on something because why would you not if you have the opportunity? So yeah, it was basically a choice between a tiefling or a half elf because they both get a racial bonus of plus two to charisma. Yeah, uh, other ones like Tabaxi and other things get only a plus one. So it was like, well, I don't, you know, you didn't want to play half elf, so you decided to go with a lady tiefling. Yes, I'm going with a, a lady tiefling. Yeah, who has plus five Leaf- leafling to like plus five to her charisma skill at level. Fucking one. Yep. <laughs> well, that's 
ludicrous. That's hella levels of broken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's she's gonna be fun. And inadvertently, I ended up like coming. So I, I realized that like, um, so you when you give your characters equipment. Um, you know how there's like the oh you can pick this and this and you get lots of choices and it's like okay so she gets like a, a simple weapons. a simple weapon um, and I went with a quarter staff because you know that seems fitting for a uh, yeah I mean a full size staff would just be too long yeah it would yeah. be it'd be ridiculous quite frankly you know having it having a staff just makes sense um, and she gets two daggers by default. Because that's just a thing lots of characters get. I mean, Nathan, my warlock, he has he has a big dagger. Um, so then it was like, oh, you, you get another weapon as well. And it's like, well, I don't want to give it. It's like, because normally you'll get a crossbow or another weapon. And normally you take a crossbow, but it's like, the Eldritch Blast exists. Why the fuck would I take a crossbow? Um, like it's, a fucking, it's a fucking cantrip. Like, mm. you know. Yeah, that's good. And so it was like, well, what, what do I take? And I looked through all the weapons and like none of them really fit. So it was like... I guess I'll take another dagger. And then it's like, I think this character should collect daggers. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like, okay, I can also like get like another dagger. And, mm. and then I was like, <laughs> how many daggers can a character carry? I think I my, like, my old um, rogue had, I think, a, a, the, the, the average amount was about 12 or 13. And then yeah. you know, if I got down to about, if I got down to single figures, I'd, buy, I'd get more. Yeah. I just remember Talus, how she'd throw her daggers and then, like, immediately look around to try and pick them up because they were expensive. <laughs> just like, oh, I can't be... Oh, come on. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm, making... Uh, yeah, this this is going to be an interesting character to play. So I've not played Warlock, um, or indeed any Warlocks dedicated caster great. before. They're fucking great. And... They're not They're not going to be the main, like, damage. They're, they're a good all-rounder. Mm. And they, since, they, they, um, they like their strength is in the fact that they basically get their big spells back at a short rest. Yeah, and since Longfang is playing a barbarian, mm-hmm. I wanted to play something caster to yeah. like balance it out a little bit. Hmm. Um. So yeah, that's that's going to be an inter- an interesting thing. Of course, I'm also you know I, I my patron's a great old one because if I see option of great old one in any list, I'm always going to pick it. Yep. But you haven't gone for Cthulhu. Yeah. I haven't gone for Cthulhu. It was a bit on the nose. Yeah, it was too on the nose to go for Cthulhu. Yeah, um, I'm the what is it? Um, the one who thirsts or something like that. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's who I am. No, <laughs> I'm the one who thirsts. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's, 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 a, it's like it is a the one who does something. Yeah, I, I think it is, it is the one who thirsts, which is just like it, that's um that's a subsection of the great old one, isn't it? Because I think you can pick between th- one or two. Days? There's there's a bunch of them. I mean, you there's can just a make few. Little, you know, yeah, there's but, a few. So I'm, I've gone with that, um, and yeah. So it's going to be interesting, yeah, having like a plus seven on a ton of stuff because of the prof- combination of proficiency and high charisma. Smart. So it's like, I should totally take high intimidation with this. Well, I mean, you've already got proficiency and intimidation there, so it's yeah. like it's like plus seven to intimidation. From, from but the thing is, off. you're not going to be like shouting and screaming or anything because your character's quite like restrained, so she's going to be like... Like, basically doing the school mom kind of, like, stern talking to someone, and they're going to be like, I'm shitting me, brick- me britches that with that exactly plus it. seven. Yes, you may have my sword. <laughs> I don't know. You may have my dagger. <laughs> like, that's a very nice dagger. I think that's what she might spend most of her time doing, is just demanding daggers off people. You need to get a bag of holding so you can just put all of your daggers in there. Uh, come on, someone did actually work it out for me of how many daggers. It's like 370-something... Uh, it, it was like because your your um, ability to carry is like what is it like? 50? It's your strength. 
It's Can't your wait. strength, like times your times 15 i believe mm. and that's how many pounds you can carry and and since a dagger's like a pound that yeah. means i can carry something like 150 daggers or something mm-hmm. um it's gonna be like that part in the matrix when neo opens his coat and it's just loads of guns but it's just gonna be the yeah. same dagger i mean i'm not over and over again. <laughs> i'm not going to carry 150 daggers because okay that is absurd. if i let you would you no i tried i'd be i'd be sensible about it I, I, I wouldn't would, go over a hundred. Come on. I, I would probably make it so that my character would never carry more than ten daggers. Oh, are you shaming people who carry more than ten daggers now? No, but I'm saying that's He's fine. He's very picky, isn't he? If you're a rogue, then that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay, but if yeah, you want, but... I am basically never going to use them in combat because <laughs> yeah, I'm just a warlock. Collectors' items. Yeah, okay, fine. It Did... just seems like a fun idea. That reminds me, drama. I need to. When we get back to your campaign, I want to multi-class Nathan. Okay. So he can carry a sword because it fits with his background better. All right, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean... spoilers, everybody. But anyway, yeah, that that is uh, that that's that's what I've done, and I, yeah, as I said, I can't wait to unveil the the character that I have made for the one shot. Oh my god! Well, I mean... Because you don't, you guys, like you don't even know the other parts of it because I know what they are. I know their shtick. And I, I just want to, I just want to say because it makes me laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not like Samuel, which I noticed. He's afraid of ducks, swans, swans. He's afraid of swans. Samuel is afraid of swans. I think that's yeah. really funny. Yeah. I wonder if I could summon a dire swan well, <laughs> so as a steed. I mean, that's DM's discretion, and therefore means that yes, Ash will definitely let you do that. <laughs> he will definitely <laughs> let me do that. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, um This is I... Marigold 2. <laughs> this friend. is not Marigold. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I've spent far too much time talking, so I shall pass over to Matt to talk Ooh, about shit. what he has been up to. Me. John Matt, yeah. what have you been up to? I have started watching after your um vague recommendation that or at least reminded me that it existed, the second series of Final Space. Oh yes. Um and... I've watched two episodes so far. And I can definitely agree with you that it's good that he's less and the main character is less annoying and it was quite funny when they sort of acknowledged that everyone thought he was annoying and then he's less annoying like that's quite satisfying but honestly after the two episodes i just kind of found it boring i don't know why i just watched them i was like well kind of nothing's happening and i'm just it's kind of just the same as the first series but without any plot i don't know (laughs) Yeah. I would say, because uh, the main plot does, I think it does start, it takes a couple of episodes to get into what's actually happening. Yeah, but I was just like... Um, but oh, no, no, I actually yeah. get you. I actually get you on that front, because it was, there was like an, an, an a fra- the first series had that whole framing device. Yeah, exactly, the, yeah. Um, of of him being lost in you know uh, you know adrift in space and that kind of helps contextualize yeah. everything that's going on. So I, I do actually get you there. Yeah, because the first season I watched the first few episodes and I was like, this is a bit annoying. But I was like, well, I want to know what happens with this whole overarching thing. So I ended up watching it, and then by the end, I did really like it. Mm. But it, because I had the th- thing to push through the first bits, but this I'm kind of having the similar thing for different reasons. Yeah, but I just yeah. don't have the same thing to actually push through it. So I'm not sure I'm even going to bother. I might do. I, yeah. I will say it does get better, and they do type. Uh, they do. There is a thing going on. Although I, I, I will agree. Yeah, there is uh, the store. The main story is stronger in the first one because it's a more very definite. This is happening, and this is what you're trying to do. 
Yeah, and I don't um, know why I'm like. Usually, I wouldn't mind so much if it's like good characters and I'm enjoying watching it, which they are, and I am. Mm. But I don't know what's different about this. But yeah, I'm just sort of like, yeah, well, can't really be bothered now. Yeah. I don't Speaking want to, of I... not being bothered, did you think I wouldn't see you tweet about me waffling? <laughs> you fucking shit. Also, you look really handsome in that picture. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. But also, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> in my defense, you were waffling. In my defense, I am. Fu- I, I literally, I was just drifting off to sleep, huggling up to my huge reindeer squishmallow, and Wib came in and went, "We're recording in like an hour," and I was like, "No." So it's this is this is drummer Matt's fault. Yeah. <clears throat> this is obviously not my problem. <laughs> and when I Come literally on, text him before you came in, and he was like, "Oh, we can we move to six thirty? And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." But I for some reason thought it was tomorrow. Yeah, I came in and said that. Yeah, with the podcast, you went, "Yeah, that's tomorrow." It's like it's Tuesday. You were like, "It's in an hour." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> and in 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 fairness, no. Without the waffling, we've got so little to talk about. This podcast <laughs> would only be like forty five minutes. I am long the backbone it. of this fucking podcast. It is like 80% waffle mm. at, at this point. But Matt, carry on. Okay. The game I've been playing this week yes. is called Night of the Full Moon. I'm listening. Yeah, I think it might be like a terrible mobile game, but I've got the laptop oh. version. But, oh, okay. um It doesn't have like a load. It's not a terrible mobile game in the sense of it's like needs, you know, you play it for half an hour and then you have to wait or pay. It's like a, an actual full game, mm. which is, you know, good by the standards of terrible mobile games. It's a sort of card-based, deck-buildery type thing, but it's set, you're like Red Riding Hood and you're trying to find your um, gran or something and you're in, mm. going through spooky villages. And, like, you end up with, like, in one, like, place and there's, like, 30-odd situations that can happen and they're either, like, chests to get more items or they're baddies to fight or their various things it sort of happens a bit randomly and you sort of as you progress through these things if you after you like defeat a baddie or open the chest or do the thing that card's replaced by another one and you sort of progress through and fight more and get more cards to add to your deck so then the next fight you sort of slowly power up and it's sort of a i think you go through it until you die and then you sort of you know do it again and see if you can get further in the story sort of a roguelike then yeah sort of a a deck building roguelike type thing i like the art style the art style kind of looks like cute darkest dungeon it i thought it reminded me a lot of um don't starve the art style yeah i get that too because not not exactly but yeah i'm looking at one of the um like the like promotional things where it's like the uh, red riding hood like down near the bottom and she's got a sword out and there's a werewolf howling at the moon behind her and it looks very darkest dungeon with the very thick black lines but yeah, like, mm. yeah, yeah, no, and then it's like, yeah, boys. In game, it's a bit like it's a bit more cartoony. Yeah, yeah. In in game, it's le- mm. it's less like that. Yeah. Um, but it was it was forty nine p, and you know, I I, play, I played I played it a little bit last night, and I was just like, oh, I'll just play this for a bit, and then I ended up playing it for like four hours or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> all right, yeah. Oh, I I always think that that is a uh, a good testament to any game is when you start playing it and you only intend to just have a quick go, and then four hours go past. That's, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's that, quite that's a either fun the little... sign of something very good or something that is tailor made to be insidiously addictive. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's not quite like that. Mm. But I quite—I mean, I'm not saying by any means it's the only one like this because I'm sure it's not. But I quite like it because I've played deck building board games or like physical card games, and you sort of the whole point of those is that as you play, you've got a bit of a deck that you get from, and you sort of get money or units of whatever the currency is, and you sort of add to your deck in each game but this you sort of have your fight with whatever deck you've got and then in between fights you kind of add to your deck and as the story progresses you develop your deck not like in the actual main gameplay loop so it's sort of an interesting twist on it that i hadn't really seen before Hmm. and i'm sure it's not at all novel but for me it was so i've been quite enjoying it yeah it's like surprisingly like fully voice acted oh as well like every there's so far there's like i don't know how many like enemies there are in it but i thought like 10 or 15 or something different enemies and they're all like say things all the time they're all like different and i'm like oh if someone's actually put like a half decent amount of time into this i was kind of expecting it to be like a little bit trash but yeah. it's like surprisingly well made i had to after i got my um my one issue with it is that because i got it on my laptop it was like i know i can only run it because my laptop isn't a gaming laptop i can run it at like 720 resolution uh-huh. or something okay which because of like the weird laptop screen it like shows up like tiny like a quarter of the size of my like 13 inch screen and Oof. i had to like bodge around it and then if you made it full screen the game goes okay full screen that means full resolution so it automatically put it didn't like full screen the same at the resolution i'd set it just set it to the resolution of the screen which is like 1800 by something ludicrous so i was just like oh this is an issue <laughs> it won't run full screen but i can't see it at low resolution so i had to I- like bodge around it i found a way around it and it's fine but i was just like oh this is annoying i just want to say and i know that we all have moments of doing this i think that is the most i have ever heard you say the word like oh i'm sorry (laughs) i didn't even notice (laughs) i was like every five seconds Uh, sorry sorry to future me because it annoys me every time i listen to a podcast and i've said it a lot. You don't normally do it a lot, which is why I noticed. <laughs> no, like like linguistically pausing, like or like saying like 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 or um or things like that is actually indicative of being very thoughtful about what you're saying because oh, that's yeah. you verbally sh- like pausing to think of what to say. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I know. So yeah, like no. while it's associated Fair. with stupid people, on the on the flip side of that, it is annoying as fuck, and I'm apologising to future me and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly future me. I will be okay. very annoyed by this. Well, I'm gonna like <laughs> laugh at future you, haha. <laughs> so but anyway, then. it's quite a fun little game, and I got it for forty nine p. So if you like, you can't complain. If uh, I can't even say if you like that sort of game because now I'm just like oh no I can't say that word. If you enjoy that, <laughs> if you type enjoy of that game, sort of game, if you I like enjoy that game, if you like enjoy that. Like, <laughs> All right, move on. I'm done. I'm not going to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. Man. That's going to make the podcast a bit shit. <laughs> Snipe. Yes. Have you done anything mm. vaguely relevant? No. <laughs> I, honestly, I've been working hard on commissions and I've been painting a lot of Warhams. I've entered a, 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 a painting competition, actually. Ooh, yeah. cool. It was an AOS competition. Right. Because, like... um, For all the Age of Sigma models you have. Yeah, all those... Well, I bought one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I bought a... Was uh, it just half- an excuse to buy another model? Is it? Is there an Age of Sigma equivalent to a Dreadnought? Yes. 
It's the Gothazar Harvester, and I desperately want it, but I can't justify it. Yeah, dude, seriously, Google Gothazar Harvester. I'm, 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 I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Because, and then you'll see exactly why I like it immediately. I know. I got it. I got it. Oh yeah, it's just a dreadnought. It is the best dreadnought. I know. It's so good. And it's actually surprisingly, it's surprisingly reasonably priced. Yeah, it's like thirty quid. Well, but... like it could definitely be more. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like I. Yeah, you you have shown me this model before. It's very mm. beautiful. I just didn't yeah. know that's what it was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I love that, and I really want it, but I can't really justify it because I'm not going to start an AOS army. Um, but with these painting competitions at the local GW, you've got to buy a model there because they got to get you. Um, and... It does make sense as well because it I means mean... that they can control when you get the thing, so you can't just yeah, enter no, something no, 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 no. that you've been painting for the yeah, last no, year. I'm not saying it's unreasonable, mm. yeah, yeah. but yeah. So I was looking around because it's like... also a comp, but you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <Yeah. laughs> I was looking around the AOS section; and it's just like next to nothing, and I'm like, Ugh. and I was like talking to Longfang on like WhatsApp the whole time, going, Ugh. and then he was showing me all these models that were really cool, and I'm like, where are you getting this shit from? And he's like, oh yeah, most of it's on the website. So I just ordered one into the store because that still counts as a purchase from the store and like yeah i got a harbinger of decay which is an which is this really cool dude just on a skeletal horse pointing and i was like "Ooh, he nurgly and gross and i'll finally get mm-hmm. to just splash shit like typhus corrosion on th- that's cool i yeah. like that so that's uh that's like the deadline for that is the 21st of december so i'm like ee. hopefully if it's not raining and making the wind the wind making the rain go sideways which is basically what it's been today yeah uh, then you'll actually be able to get some uh, base coat paint on that yeah and yeah hopefully painting. hopefully but yeah and while i've been doing that i've been listening to the no sleep podcast which is a spoopy podcast that's kind of done like the old radio shows and i just really really dig them hmm. they usually have the same kind of pool of voice actors so they like they have the regulars hmm. and then they occasionally have like different ones come in to like act out the stories and the stories are basically submitted to the podcast and they they pay the people and mm. stuff like that, and they give them credit at the beginning of the story and stuff. And it's very kind of like, on this episode, oh, we hear the tale of the haunted cucumber, or oh, fucking whatever. You know, and it's like, ha, that's fun. But, like, I've been just consuming so many of those. And my favorite voice actor f- for them is Peter Lewis, because he's, he's the guy who sounds a bit like Stefan Waits. Caleb from Blood, and I'm just like <laughs> it always comes back to blood, doesn't it? Just, but yeah, it's just it's so good, and like yeah, I've been like some of the stories have been shit, but like honestly, like the majority of them are pretty decent. Um, I've like I've decided to like when I'm out and about, I'll listen to them during the day. But then when I'm, like, making my way home at night on the bus, I'm not... Like, I, I did that <laughs> when I came back from, like, boxing, like, a couple of weeks ago. And it was this story about how, oh, yeah, I like I like to want, I, I like to go on walks. And this guy keeps following me. And I'm like, I can't listen to this. No. <laughs> not when I'm out in the middle of town at night in the pitch dark. Yeah. I think I'm just going to listen to some nice, happy music. <laughs> it's fine. Not too loud, though. <laughs> but yeah, so that that's been like, you know, doing pretty well and I've I've been enjoying that. Also, the Resident Evil 3 remake trailer dropped today. How does it look? Cuz un- until you wrote it as a note on, on in, in the little notepad file that tells us what we're <laughs> going to talk about. 
until I saw that, I was like, oh, I didn't know a trailer had been released just to well, show like, how on the ball I am. Well, like, Long Fang messaged me just before I went to sleep, and he was like, ah, just screaming. And then I was just like, <laughs> and then I responded with just screaming and watched it. And yeah. It, yeah. It's not, nothing really gameplay wise yet, but like, I. It's it's got like it kind of has because uh, Resident Evil Two is basically happening at roughly the same time, like within like a few hours as Resident Evil Three is happening. Okay. So, um, Resident Evil Two is set after Resident Evil One with the the incident involving zombies in a mansion. So. The second one is basically uh, Chris has gone off to Europe where he's actually just like going and being a super sleuth, like big dick, amazing fridge man. And Claire's comes to Raccoon City to find her brother Mm. and meets up with Leon, you know, and they kind of make it through. They escape with Sherry. And while that's happening, while the city is basically completely crawling with zombies, there's like two stars members left in Raccoon City, which is Jill Valentine and Brad Vickers. Mm. Now, Mr. X in the second one is a tyrant. He has basically been engineered to just fuck shit up and kill and and kill like kill people. And like they're kind of like they made Nemesis to target and kill Stars members. Which is why throughout the Resident Evil 3 game Jill is basically constantly pursued by Nemesis. Mm. And, yeah, other shit happens, but yeah. So it's just kind of like, it's like at the same kind of time, and like, she was like, just out having, at a party, which explains the costume. But I like the costume in this one, because it's just kind of like a a nice blue vest, and like, black jeans. Okay. And I'm like, okay, that's really fucking cool. I can't wait for like, one point like like zero point one percent of gamers to get really mad about how apparently it's political now because she's not like wearing skirt a skirt and you can't see a woman in trousers is political. I mean, yeah, a woman is political, <laughs> dear, but a woman in trousers scandalous. <laughs> but yeah, and like, it's you like, know, it's really funny. There was a time in human history when a woman in trousers was actually seriously political. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> reality is ridiculous. Yeah, it is. <laughs> But now it's just women existing is apparently yeah. political. But I digress. Um, but yeah, and it's like Carlos. They've oh, he's a he's a tasty daddy boy. Oh, he's got that curly hair. Mm, mm. He, they've they've made him look a bit older. I literally Carlos don't know his character is, is he's like the um, the other dude that um, you meet up with. Who's like he's not. He's like, basically, he's like Umbrella Special Forces kind of thing, and to explain it badly. I've just thought about something. Is Resi 3 the first Resi game that doesn't have, like... The zapping system. That That's the system where you played, like, two different paths. Yeah, you play through, like, two like Why, the, why the is it called the zapping system? I don't know why. I, I've just... That's just the name I've always heard. That's why because you zap. That's yeah. why I can never internalize it. Yeah, zap is a cool word. That's why I can never internalize it as being the name for that because it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. To me. Uh, no, I, it didn't have it. You do play as Carlos a couple of times. Everything about the Resi series makes sense. That is the one thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's mean and absolutely <laughs> accurate. How dare you? But yeah, no, you play as like Carlos a couple of times. But as far as I'm aware. You might be able to go through with like Jill A or Jill B, but I can't remember. 
I honestly can't remember. Oh. And someone's going to call me a fake fan in the comments. Well, wait, no, they won't because you know people who listen to this aren't dicks. But yeah, no, I'm I'm interested. I my biggest problem with Resident Evil Two Remake was Mister X because once I got to Mister X, I couldn't play it anymore because that made me have panic attacks <laughs> like you know it's like that made me super like freaked out because uh, for those of you who don't know um once you get to a certain part in resident evil 2 remake it changes slightly from the original resident evil 2 where mr x would chase you at, at pre-scripted defined points in the story he'd just pop out and chase after you whereas in resident evil 2 remake once he became active, he was just wandering around and would randomly fucking, like, burst mm. out of a wall and chase you. It shot my nerves to shit, and unfortunately, because of that, I've not been able to complete the fucking game I spent all that money on. Very annoying. Yeah, I, I get you. And it's just, it's too much. Like, Longfang, I, I watched him stream, and he, like, it was just frazzling his nerves as well. Because it is, it is a very fucking scary game. Yeah, I... It I, is very atmospheric. I can't it is get, so scary. I can't get on with games where it's all about being chased. No. Not because, like, because, I, I, you know, if people have um, followed us at any length of time, um, might We know. don't like it. That gives us anxiety. Uh, they might know that... I I I am quite hard to scare mm. with media. There's like I went from being an absolute coward as a child to like just not giving a fuck as an adult about basically any time any horror thing tries to scare me. It just barely works. However, um that doesn't mean that I being someone that literally suffers from anxiety means that games that prey on the feeling of anxiety tend to be things I don't want to play. Mm. Yeah, it's and... like, I, I, I love Resident Evil 2 Remake and I would love to be able to play it, but it's yeah, it's just Mr. X. I yeah, having, deal with it. having that follow, follow me around is one of the reasons why I would not want to play it. Mm. Like, why, why I haven't? Because under normal circumstances, if it was just, you know, the thing, I'd probably play through it, like, with you so you can kind yeah. of experience it like that. Yeah. But because it's, like, that specific thing it would it would frazzle me doing it like mm. it's that thing of like it's one of the reasons why things like five nights and freddy's like i could not get along it's with. not scary it's just it just increases your anxiety because I, like, I know when, i'm just waiting to be made jump yeah. and that's just anxiety riddling whereas like, so like, i think that's an unfair comparison because like oh it's, it's different it is different because different. I, I would say that resident evil 2 remake is is just it's incredibly atmospheric. It's incredibly scary. You have a lot of you can just movable... say better than Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it's <laughs> well, the thing is Five Nights way. at Freddy's. It's not fair to compare it to Resident Evil Two Remake because it's basically it's a made horror by... game for kids, and it's made by one guy called Scott. Yeah, so, so like it's it's a bit unfair, <laughs> but like the concept is that no, no, no. Yeah, you are you are right. Yeah, but right. no, my biggest concern about Resident Evil Three Remake is purely that I just want like there to be like pre-scripted appearances of Nemesis. I don't want him chasing me the whole game because I won't be able to fucking play it. Uh, I desperately honest. want to play Resident Evil 3 remake. If it's anything like like Resi 2 remake, which is a fucking work of art, sans the the big problem I have with it. It's like that I don't I can't fucking play that. And that makes me really upset. I'm going to be honest, um given that Resi 3's entire shtick is about being chased by Nemesis. And that the Mr. X thing worked really well for the people that can play it in Resi 2. Resi 3 is just going to be yeah, that. Yeah, but at the same time, this is the thing. A lot of people who liked it and could deal with it were getting really used to it. 
Like, and before they kind of stopped it. So, like, it's the same kind of thing of, like, yeah, I could play an entire game of, like, Mr. X chasing me. Like, if I if someone had a gun to my head. And then after, like, a couple of hours of it, I just find it boring and frustrating. So if I have to spend, like, a whole, like, fucking, like, what, 10 to 12 hour experience being chased the whole time, fuck off. I, I think that the problem... That's just frustrating. The, the problem, once you get past the uh, past any scare of being chased all the time, is that I feel those things, they do... They do break down what was a scary enemy into just an algorithm that you're trying to work out how yeah. to trick. Um, which yeah. is, is which is like, what speedrunners do. Like the, yeah. the, the 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 veneer is completely gone. But like that's my ba- my major concern, and I'm really hoping that even if they do have that, that there will be an option to turn it off. To it only appear in like the to places. only appear in prescripted yeah. places. Like you know what that would make me really happy. I know there'd be some fucking fan people who'd be really annoying about it, but like. Fuck them. I want to play that game. And yeah, so I'm going to stop talking about a, a game that's going to be out like April 2020. Yeah, because that's the You don't know how it's going to be. That's, I don't know how it's going to be. I don't know what's going on. But all I know is that Jill, I love the way she's designed. She looks like an absolute fucking badass. The, you know, like Nikolai and, and that look pretty cool. Carlos is daddy. Oh, are you having a look now? Yeah, I, you, you've said it so much, I have to... Like, yeah, honestly, just... Yeah, she's great. I, I just want to see what the design like little, looks like. Yeah, it's it's cool. Well, you, you, if you pre-order, you can get the original outfits, but to be fair, that was a thing from um, Resident Evil 2 Remake yeah. as well. Also, I like how with the women design in, the, in like Remake 2 and 3, they just like having women with layered tank tops. <laughs> and I am okay with that. And yes, I, I do like I do like it. Although she does kind of look like um, Mila Jokovic cosplaying as Lara Croft from the new Tomb Raider games. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just like how she ha- actually has tone. Yeah. Like yeah. she's like she's a fucking like special police officer. She's going to have some tone. Yeah. But yeah, look for Carlos. Your dick will pop right off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Trust me. Okay. Drama about you too. What am I googling? Carlos, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Look at that, daddy boy! Okay, I get it, yeah. Like, that's, that's old Carlos. There he is. Yeah, Stupid yeah. idiot. And then, yeah. Yeah, no, there's, there's a de- mm. I, that is a definite improvement, yes. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Carlos, Resident Evil 3 Remake. Images. Oh, no, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, right, he looks really young, though. I wouldn't say daddy. Okay, looks, but like... looks like he's, like, barely 18. I'm sorry, are you serious? Are, okay, are you looking at the old one? Because that's yeah. Check I'm Skype. Looking... We're, we're sending you a picture. All right, okay. That's Carlos in the remake. I'm looking at this picture. Oop, all right. Oop. Okay, hang on. I need to move all my sound cushions. <laughs> it's important. The thirst must flow. <laughs> all right. Yeah, he's a young boy. No. Okay, just because yeah. you could grow a full build beard at the age of 12 doesn't nah, mean everyone else ba- can. He's barely 20 there. <laughs> okay, Drama Matt is no longer a part of this he's podcast. He's not old and grizzled enough for me. Okay, that's fair, but the thing is, he's still like... So he looks to me there kind of like he's like 28 or something, which is... Just, I wouldn't say 28. I, I'm being very generous. I'd, I'd split the difference between the pair of you. So like... I mean, I'm not sure it really matters. It does not, no. <laughs> he's not a real person. But tasty. Very good. Yeah, he's all right. Itchy tasty. But yeah, 
I that's basically uh, all I've been up to. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking of how much of a nightmare that bit of the podcast is going to be to edit. Yep. Oh god, <laughs> deal uh, with that to make that coherent. Anyway, oh, let's get to the, the emails. <laughs> Wibble it. What's the email? It's only drummer Matt at snipe and wib at gmail dot com. Yeah, run Send- in and tell me how you think Carlos is sexy. And how Jill is super sexy and fucking capable and boss, and how Chris is just amazingly handsome. And how you think that the nemesis is also sexy. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm not like, he's a bit of a butter face, really. He's kind of a butter everything. <laughs> he's kind of a butt everything. No, nemesis, nemesis is just a butt. <laughs> anyway, a please, please uh, say the questions, Matthew. All right, so we have a bunch of questions. Good. First up. Kveldulf. Could you say that again? Kveldulf. That sa- you sound like when I was learning Russian. Mm. And you press on the like because you this, see a word. Bear in mind, it. this is someone's name before you say something too mean about it. No, no, I was saying it's just like it just reminded <laughs> me of like when you you read a Russian word and then you press the little like speaker thing so you can hear how it's pronounced so you can pronounce oh, yeah. it correctly. Oh yeah, no, you just no, said that in the exact tone. <laughs> okay, right. So I was just like, and then I was like, what? And then you said it again in the exact same tone. I was like, uh, am I having a flashback? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, I probably pronounced it wrong for that. Apologies. Anyway, they've recently gotten into the Battlefield Battlefleet Gothic tabletop game. Wow, they're a bit late to the party, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, totally via 3D printing and PDFs, apparently. Ah, but ah, I think that's okay. Oh, completely legal ways. Yes, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been at a loss for the names of their ships. So they thought, why not let you name some? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> okay, right. First off, um, one needs to be called the Righteous Indignation. Okay. Uh, because that's the name of the ship from Bucky O'Hare, and it, <laughs> yes. it is the most 40k name of something that isn't in 40k. One of them needs to be called Priscilla, after the bus, Priscilla, yeah. Queen of the Desert. Yeah. Okay, we're yeah, coming yeah, at yeah. it from two very different angles of reference here. Yes, we are. <laughs> Drama, what about you? I don't know, I'm not very good at naming things. Our car is just called Car at the moment. Well, um, I mean, like... Why isn't it what? called Carl? No, no, what's up? I mean, now it might be. <laughs> yeah, okay, can one of them just be named that sound? Just... Mm. <laughs> so, uh, like Trixie Mattel and uh, Katya's talk show. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. And I think you should name one... Um, Mm. You've already named one. No, I want to name another I mean, one for there Battle is a list, of Stoicism Gazebo. There is a list of the different ships that they have, but I'm not sure how the na- how the type of ship is at all relevant to what you're okay. going to come up. The with. next one is <laughs> Battle for Stoicism Gazebo. The one after that is Tom Jones is my dad, or just Tom Jones for short. The next one is good old TJ, Devil TJ, and the last one is. <laughs> Landlords are bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, one of them's abolish the monarchy. Uh, one, of the, one of them is seize the means of production. Seize the beans of production. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another one called beans. And another one called production. <laughs> right, okay. Well, okay. that's probably enough to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. 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 
What could have gone wrong? What could have gone wrong? Um, Everything. Next did. up, Dee Dee. Get out of my lab, Dee Dee. <laughs> so, I was thinking of joining the Cardinal Archivists, but it's a long way to the Fortress Monastery, and the Astra Militarum conscription post was just down the street. So I just let them pick me up, and now I'm being sent to somewhere to surely die in a, a horrific, to surely die a horrific and gruesome death. So, the question is. Any advice for a bog-standard guardsman on how to at least look really cool while being turned into biomass slurry or crotch-punched by a demonette? Okay, hip what thrusts. Hip thrusts do work, but what you got to do is you got to make sure that... you got to look out for the, the right kind of silhouette. So you know how... You know how on all the covers of 40k books and things, mm. there's... Angry white men. You know, well, yes, there's angry shouting white men. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> I, I am just getting all my digs in today. I apologise. <laughs> um, but there'll be like a pile of corpses and oh. then people fighting on it. Yeah, what, you, you need gotta... to look like a pile of corpses. No, 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 no. no. You've <laughs> got to find that pile of corpses and then get to the top of it and strike a commanding pose. And then you can be that cool guy on top. Who's getting you know, killed instantly. Yeah, you're going to die like anyway. Oh, so you, might... want, you, want to do the, you want to do it on top of a pile of corpses. You want, like, you do want... guy yeah. is like that. Yeah, you want to I mean, look like you're, you're, you want to be the person on the cover yeah. of the codex. Exactly. Because, I mean, yeah, Dee's saying that the, the reason for this, that there's like... They just feel like if they're going to go and die for the Big E, they're going to do it with some flair. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's probably you, good, some good advice. What there. you should do also is like rip like the arms like off your guardsman uniform, so you so you can flex while you're holding your arm up, so you look even yeah. Like, oh, yeah. more badass. Yeah. And given um, Warhammer like logic, you should probably take your helmet off the moment you get into battle because because uh, models, um, which are people obviously, uh, wearing helmets are usually. They're fodder, whereas they're fodder. if they're not wearing a helmet, that probably means you're a named character. Yeah. So also, you should definitely, you might survive a bit longer. Oh, I've got a great idea for Didi. Okay, so what you do is you t- you find another helmet, probably from another dead guardsman, because there's so many of them. Mm. I mean, and you yeah. put them on your shoulders. The bigger your shoulder pads, the so, more and important then you, you are. It's yeah. like Colonial Marines where you just keep putting helmets on top <laughs> of your helmet, but you just keep putting helmets on top of your shoulders until you have incredibly high shoulder pads and no helmet on your head, that means you are literally unkillable and might as well just be Emperor 2. Yeah. It's it's a pa- right. it's a it's a uh I, my pattern I, I didn't realise we were starting phenomenal. the um the D D heresy, but apparently that's what we're encouraging. What, like living? Surviving? I've well, just no, you found said, a huge yeah. fucking spiderweb on my knee, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> think it's a spiderweb, it's probably a hair. No, I, what? How would a rabbit get in here? <laughs> I'm going to treat that <laughs> statement with the contempt it deserves. Uh, Matthew, is there any other questions? Uh, yes, Scott. <laughs> they, they finally checked out Streetlight Manifesto, and they Good. are fething amazing. <laughs> yes, like they are. Fething. fething is the best swear word. You've never heard feth before. I have not heard feth. They're gacking amazing, my man. Uh, it's okay. used a lot in uh, Dan Abnett's 40k books. It's instead of the okay. fuck word. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I got that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Didn't realise um, I read all the books. Scott saw that, you know, Streetlight's label has been utter dicks as a rule, and that yep. happens to a lot of bands. Yep. So their question is, how can I best support artists that I love while giving the horrible labels as little blood money as possible? Well, what you can do is uh, go to gigs 
and buy their merch at their gigs because that goes to artists like 100%, like more merch sales anyway. Depend, depending like on the band, some do. Depending have, on the band, some, you know. sometimes they'll like, yeah, yeah, but that's like the the most direct way to help them out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or if they have like a Patreon or which... Some bands do. Some, some bands, bands do, do, or like if they have like a PayPal, you can just chuck in a tip jar. But yeah, I'd say go to gigs, buy their merch at gig. Uh, surprisingly, we have discovered um, that you get a shocking like amount from not having that much play on Spotify as well. Mm. Well, so listen. To you say Spotify. shocking amount. Well, I Shock- assumed nothing we'd get from. Yeah. That. Okay. Yeah. I uh, guess. Yeah. What you could do is, whenever you're not doing anything on your phone, you can put Spotify on in the background and just repeat one of their albums. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, we would never recommend doing that. No, you, you only need, I think I worked it out at one point, you only need to buy, like, 17 cheap Android phones for, like, 20 quid each and have them, seven, 17 premium Spotify accounts, so one on each of them, play the album on repeat, and that's enough for, like, a minimum wage job for a year. That's, like, the equivalent. <laughs> yeah, but you have to put the money down, though. And also, yeah, not... way to commit fraud! How is it fraud? You're, like... You can listen to them all at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure I, it's for to listen to seven the song seventeen times. All at the I'll same say time. is, it's what you you have invented a situation <laughs> where people will have to create new laws to make what you're doing be a crime because they yeah, fucking will. But I was working it out, and it's like it seems like you need to have hundreds of things, but it's like sixteen or seventeen, and then that's enough for like yeah. you know. That assumes it scales right and Spotify don't have a thing after, after you've listened to this album on repeat 14 times, we're not going to pay them anymore thing, which they probably yeah. do. To be yeah. fair, but if it scales, do that. But my point was that, yes, um, Spotify, you know, list, if you're going to listen to a band, um, listen to them on something like Spotify or if it's on YouTube on their official thing rather than just the thing that someone's uploaded because then they'll get a little money from that as well. Mm-hmm. You know? There's lots, of, there's lots of little ways, you know, because um, the way little bands make music and the way they make money is so kind of scattered all over the place because of the nature of the internet. Um, but yeah, ultimately it boils down to if you can buy directly from them, then do that. And yeah. the number one way is to get it from gigs if you can. Because, um, I mean, lots of bands don't have labels now because it's not necessary mm. uh, at all to function as a band and because, get your music I mean, released. fuck music labels, basically. Yeah, I mean, we were technically... Our first album was technically released on a label. Yeah, on Ductopus Records. No, no, no. It was released on No School Like the Old School Records. Oh, shit. But then there yeah. was Ductopus Records. Ductopus is our own record label that we made, which is totally technically a legit thing, despite it being just a tick box somewhere. <laughs> it was just, oh, hey, do you want to release these things on iTunes under a label? If so, tick this box. But yes. Okay. So then we made a Facebook account and I sat there and I drew a duck with like eight like tentacles and we were like, yeah. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never did anything yeah. else with it. But it means that all our stuff is technically on that label. That label that actually exists technically. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Hey, I spoke about starting that record label in a job interview. So, you know, it's all good. <laughs> oh, shit. Nice. I started my own record label. Years ago. <laughs> if it, look, if if us doing that that one time allows you to lie at a job interview, then it was worth it. <laughs> he didn't lie. Yeah, he did, did. He didn't lie. You you stretched the truth. It's a job no. interview. No, because actually plus, they that's said one hundred percent truthful. He did co-create a record label. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I spoke about how actually easy it is, but the main, but the int- interesting thing is taking the initiative to actually do it in the first place, rather than having to get some pay someone else to put your music online. 
Yeah. So you it's actually quite easy to do, but it doesn't. You've got to have the thing to do it in the first place. Yeah. All that you're was doing is reminding me of how much I utterly despise job interviews. <laughs> yep. But you know, <laughs> next question. Um, Okie dokie. Next up, Chloe. Music related still. Ooh. What's the favourite song that our band has written? Uh, favourite d- to play or favourite to listen to? Uh, that's an interesting distinction, mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I, uh, I think to play, I... Uh, Sky I, I, Pirates. Yeah, I do really like to play I Sky like Pirates. I like playing Sky... It fucking cramps my hand up, but I like <laughs> playing it. Yeah, I do, I do enjoy playing that one. Mm. My um, favorite, to, my favorite to play is eighty-eight. Yeah, eighty-eight is really good to play. Yeah, as it's well. really good. I just love the, the um the giant epic bridge bit that we got. I just love how it builds. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like super super pumped each time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. I get that. I get that. It's not at all the most us song, and it's not oh, my no. favorite song to listen to, but it's one of my favorites to play. Yeah, I don't know. Plus, about I just listening. get a shout flux capacitor on repeat for the whole like. <laughs> Whichever bit of it I do that. Yeah. But I don't know about yeah, like, the bit this... where I started doing that while recording it. The as guy who was recording us stopped. No, I no, no, not as a joke because that's just what I do in that bit. But he just, I started doing. We got to, um, it's the chorus I sing that in the background, and I was just playing, singing through and doing the harmonies and things for the verse. Then we got to the chorus. I started doing that, and the guy recording it stopped. Was like, and I was just like, why have you stopped? He's like, oh, that, oh, that's actually part of the song. That's oh. not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad sign, y'all. Ooh. Oh no, no! Actually, you know what is probably my favourite to play, and I, and it's probably one of my favourites to listen to as well. Because every time I listen to it, it's in the company of other people for the same reason. Grannies, <clears throat> grannies, or <laughs> yeah. like Avia Mia, something yeah. fast. Something fast. Yeah. It's in Latin. I always forget. Yeah, I always forget what it is. Um, but we always just call it call it grannies, which is something like it's Latin. Like really bad Latin for the Grand Matriarch saw my sausage. Yes, or something stupid. Um, but because the song is about your grandmother seeing your dick while you're masturbating and then coming on her, I never <laughs> it, it, ever specifically get... in her eye. Yeah, yeah. I... and then and then she's like, "Oh, your granddad's dick is so much bigger." Yeah, and it's like grandma. And because that song, the subject matter of that song, I have <laughs> never got bored of playing this earnest power ballad that is about that. <laughs> In front of groups of people and watching the reaction go between, no, it's the realization horror. of yeah. just like, wait, what the yeah. fuck? It's the realization, the amusement, the horror. They go through all the layers of like denial, <laughs> anger, like, whilst bargaining, the, yeah, whilst listening to it. And I have never ever got bored of that reaction. Mm. Honestly, um, that always breaks me whenever we play it on stage. Mm. Like, I'm, like, the only one in the band who is fucking laughing, like, my dick off when I'm, like, listening. And But, like, I've started getting better for it, but it's the wiener part that ma- that makes me fucking lose it every oh, time. Oh, yeah, when we recorded it and... Peering uh, at my wiener, wiener, wiener. <laughs> putting, yeah, like, the echo on it, and it's just beautiful. It just breaks me every time I hear it. It's so funny. But, yeah, a favourite to listen to, I'd say... It's a bit two-tone, but I'd say lesbians. I just think that sounds really good, and I like the horns in that. Bass is punchy, is good. What I like is that's one of those, uh, that's the song that I think my dad said of it, of like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, you know your other songs are like good, are like good and all that, but that's like, like, it's like a proper song, and I'm like, thanks, Dad. Wow, Dad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. It's like, I know what you mean, but also... 
maybe don't say that like that. It's like I've had people react to my art like, oh wow, that's like a real picture. It's like, yes, bitch. I spent three hours on this fuck. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, fuck you. That's the only reason I was able to afford Christmas presents this year, you douche. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Drummer Matt, what about you? What's your favourite song to listen to? To listen to? Mm. By the way, I'm aware this is that? probably confusing to people that aren't aware of our musical output. Um, we are in a band called Fighting Evil is Cool. The song you hear at the start of these podcasts is one of our songs. Go listen to them. They're all on yep. YouTube. Listen we're to them generous on Spotify. Nice. No, yeah, listen to them on Spotify. Yeah, buy, we'll buy 17 it. Spotify accounts. <laughs> buy 17 Spotify accounts 17 on 17 smartphones. <laughs> Pay for, like, you'd probably be able to get away with, like, three or four, like, families. <laughs> then don't tell things. anyone we said this, because then I'm pretty sure we're doing a crime. We're just not sure which crime. All of them. <laughs> Neither are they, which is fine. It makes Basically, it fine. Basically, be gay, do crimes, is what we're saying. But only yeah. Spotify crimes that benefit us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't do this with your own music and make a living for yourself. No, fuck you. This is our time. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fine if someone else does it. No, no. If you want to do it, just do, be smart about it. Fuck big corporations; they're stupid. Anyway, anywho, um, when we're my finished discussing to... breaking the law. Is yeah, probably, possibly, possibly Sky Pirates. Sky Pirates is a, is yeah. just it's such a fun bouncy song. Which one has space? Uh, which one has space sax? Is that past Sky Pirates? That's lesbians. That's lesbians. That's lesbians. Space Ooh, sax. Okay. I just remember, like, when we were recording that for like a week afterwards, you would just like unprompted during a lull in conversation would just start singing space sax, space, which was honestly beautiful. <laughs> so I have very good memories of space sax. Yes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> good. A follow-up, if slightly unrelated, question from Chloe: If you could gain one animal trait. What would it be? Territorial pissing. <laughs> I, don't think, I think you could do that anyway. You could do that now. Yeah, but it won't be as good. You want the ability to smell the territorial piss. No, I want the ability for no. everyone else to smell my territorial okay. piss. So I want really stinky um, pee. I mean, you can, okay, you can do stinky that. Stinky pee. Just, you want stinky <laughs> pee, but you can do that. You can just eat different things. I don't want to. Asparagus. I don't. Okay. I fucking hate asparagus. Well, it is you the want devil's stinky, fucking. If you meat. want stinky piss, then that's the price you must pay. Okay, then I take it back. I don't want stinky piss. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay, fine. They won't have stinky piss. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weirdest tantrum you ever did. Dick. <laughs> Are you is sure? it really the weirdest tantrum I've ever? <laughs> Are you one hundred percent sure? Yeah, about I'm that? really, really not. I'm really not sure. <laughs> Okay, well, well, you, well, I'm thinking of a new one. How about you guys go? Uh, I want to, I want to be able to uh, do what mantis shrimp do and punch so fast that you boil water around your fist. Oh, so then in the morning you just fill up a bucket from like the the tap, and then you just like, and then you can just put the tea bag. Yeah, in I'll it. instantly boil, instantly yeah. boil uh, water for a cup of tea by punching it. Yeah. And nice. you would, would you, is that just you just want to be a mantis shrimp so you can see in like a million more. Like colors or I, don't, I don't think I could deal with that responsibility. No. Can you imagine like <laughs> like using Photoshop would just be impossible? Because you'd be like, oh, yeah, I've painted this the new color, Grunkle. It's very beautiful. And someone's like, why is it green? And you're like, oh. fuck you. That's Grunkle, not and green. And then you punch them so hard, you boil all their blood in their. Bo- Actually, Mantis Shrimp are amazing. Yeah, you just punch Mantis Shrimp are amazing. You like? I, I love how like, like yes, people have tried to keep them as pets, and they just punch a hole out the fucking like side of the uh, the tank, and then they die. 
out of like sheer spite. Yeah. Like, you can't contain me, smash. Wait it. Because yes. they all have like New York accents. Oh, that was yeah. a New York accent. That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, for New York. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, okay, you do one. I, I, I can't do exactly. one. That's why I'm not doing one. Uh, I can. It's amazing. That's just, that's um, that's my John Bernthal impersonation. Okay. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, what, what would be your animal power? Um, I don't know, I quite like, like a platypus's like, poisonous elbows. I quite like to say, hi, no, no, I have elbow poisonous elbows. singular. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's just one, oh, and it's okay. a knee. Okay, well, I'll have that trait on both elbows. Fine. <laughs> you okay, you don't. But what, but what you if you have ca- them on their knees? But what if that came with um, that you lactate out of all your sweat glands? Like well, only, only the um, only the male and lay eggs is, is and venomous. have a beak for some reason. Yeah, only the male has like the poison, the venomous spike. Oh, well, that's no. fine for yeah. me. No. Okay, yeah. So, so Matt does not have to lactate head to foot. No, although I have to. Pref- he doesn't have to. But <laughs> Would will. you like to? Yeah. Well, but apart from my, I'm only allowed one trait, and I'm oh, probably like, not going to have that as the only one. We can like squeeze drum off and sell like drum milk. No one wants drum milk. You don't no, know it's that. Too Com- thick. Leave comments if you want some thick drum milk. <laughs> it is thick whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the fresher it is, okay. the thicker it is. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, no, 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 oh, no, 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 you need to. No, you're, stuck, you're stuck with your stinky piss. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stinky no. piss is your first answer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I want, I want, I want. Big retractable like claws. Yeah, you stuck with stinky piss. No, I want that. (laughs) So then, like, someone like could be like, "Here, shake my hand. I voted conservative, and I can just literally just tear out the tendons from their hands and make Mm. them eat them." That's okay. And then I'll do a big stinky piss on them. Okay, okay. We're back to the experiment. Next question. Next question. You can have both, but only because you're using your power for good. Thank you. Um. Stinky piss powers for the greater good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Dark Angels Fallen. Yep. This is not so much a question as some anime suggestions, if you're interested to hear them. Okay. Okay. I also thought Dark Angels Fallen was a statement. (laughs) I thought, yeah. Um, Hmm? Half of them did, yes. Hmm? (laughs) Okay, so these are are their words, not mine, because I don't know any of these, I'm afraid. Um... So first up, Girl's Last Tour. It's set in a post-post-apocalyptic world, and it's full of the fields. Okay, so okay. is that a post-post-apocalyptic world? Well, I don't know. That could be a typo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just a normal world. Everything got better. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not post... Well, I mean, it's I a know, pre-apocalyptic <laughs> world. You could say something like... I, I, know uh, nothing, on... I know nothing about this, so like, I didn't want to correct it. So I mean, you could say something like uh, Attack on Titan is a post-post-apocalyptic world because there's a society that has fully formed and functions ish um after the apocalypse after after the world as we know it has ended and this is the world after the apocalyptic part of it nah um so you could you could say things like that or no, post apocalypse because everything is a pre-apocalypse until apocalypse happens well it depends on if you define apocalypse as being the actual end of the world or merely a uh, a really bad time you mean like a, an apocalyptic level event yeah, we well, can't okay. define apocalypse as really bad time because considering when this podcast come out, that means we're having an apocalypse. We're having a very dull, slow apocalypse. That is yeah, true. Yeah, very boring dystopia. Don't even have like the comfort of like cyberpunk aesthetic or anything. Yeah. Mm. But okay, yeah, that sounds cool. 
Okay, uh, next up, Overlord, which is a, a better done SAO style. Okay. <laughs> Sword Art these. Online. Is yes, okay, good. Sword Art Online, I thought, was garbage. Well, this is better done, so... Oh, cool. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, I'm honestly not sure how much of this is the title of it and how much of this is... I, I could have done research. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, yes, but why break from tradition? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, spicy number three. Today, aren't you? Apparently. <laughs> number three. Did I not say to make my powers average in the next life? Okay. I, it, it, it could be a recommendation. It could just be a statement on related I mean, to the recommendations. Like, yeah, that, that, that is a... So, so Dark Age was fallen. I'm not taking the piss of you, by the way. I'm just taking the piss of my lack of ability to check anything before I have to read it out like, I mean, on a recording. Fair. But like, like, I've literally been reading a manga that's called I'm a Middle-Aged Man Who Got My Adventurer License Revoked But I'm Enjoying a Carefree Lifestyle Because I Have an Adorable Daughter Now. So that's very possible <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. that that's just the name of it. Okay, the fourth one I can get behind. So the fourth one is called After School Dice Club, and it's about people discovering that board games are awesome. That reminds me a little bit of... Um, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the anime, but it's about Karuta, which is a Japanese thing. Which is actually... Well, well, when you say a Japanese thing... It's you a Japanese to... like game. It's like okay. uh, it's basically where... It's like multiplayer poetry with cards. Oh, shit, yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah, they basically have like segments of a poem in front of them and somebody reads out a poem and when you hear the line, you're supposed to knock the card away that has that line on it and yeah. I'm honestly surprised that there hasn't been a version of a Cards Against Humanity style game that is made made entirely out of dirty limericks. (laughs) There once was a man from then. There we go. I win. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, entrepreneurs out there, you can have that one for free. (laughs) Good. And that is some recommendations. Okay, cool. They also also ask um, if we might, the band-wise, might have any new music coming out anytime soon. Nah. Soon is not a not not a not a soon is like concept we can deal with as a band. Yeah. Maybe at some time in the future. It is. Thank you for your interest. It is very possible that. Fighting Evil is Cool, as an entity, will create new music in the future. The future is a long time. In the post-post-apocalyptic world of Brexit Britain. <laughs> Post-Brexit Britain. All the post-post-apocalyptic post-Brexit Britain. We might do some post-hardcore. Yes, we will pivot <laughs> to be a post-hardcore I'm game for that. Yeah, I know you're game for that. What's post-scar? I don't know, Scott, like, you, basically, when you drop all your mail and you have to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win the podcast again. That's fine. <laughs> that's, 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 I want to yeah. know that I both hate is... you and I have never been prouder. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed Drama Man. Oh no! That's too good. <laughs> I feel like given infinite rehearsal time, that couldn't have been better. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, well done. Thank you. <laughs> That's so fucking awful. Fuck oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, moving on. Yes. <laughs> Fine. 
Um, uh, next up, Zingbo. Um, Hello. <laughs> they open up by saying they were going to ask this in the YouTube comments, but they thought they'd have a better chance of getting an answer here. So apologies for the lack of YouTube engagement. Oh, that's um, fine. As long um, as you like it, like the video, it's fine. That, that's fine. We hardly ever respond to YouTube comments because YouTube comments are a terrifying, anxiety-inducing mess to deal with. Um, but yeah, they apologise. So the question is, have Snipe and Kyrgios had a Dreadwolf versus Dreadmob grudge match yet? Not yet, no. <laughs> if not, when is it going to happen? I don't know. Um, I feel that he's a competent player. And I'm just a player, a shithead. <laughs> for, for 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 my context, your dread dread wolf is wolves that are dreadnoughts. Yes. What's the dread dread mob? It's a mob of dreads. Yeah. Uh, okay. They're they're all kind of like a ramshackle, made of like weird parts. Ooh, cool. Uh, they're yeah, very cool they're, army. They is Kirioth's cool. uh, dread army? It's very cool. Yeah. So I think. If I wanted to win, I just have to put my metal Bjorn in a sock and just bludgeon him. That may be the uh, the best well, that, way. Well, yeah. the, the 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 last thing here is they're, they're they're saying that maybe Wibbs Derpy Rogue Trader here with Dreadnought can referee, and I feel like <laughs> if there was a referee involved, you might not allow Dread Sock. Well, I mean, then I just have to hit him first. <laughs> yeah, I, win by I, default because he's unconscious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but no, it, it has not happened. But that uh, that sounds like a fun thing that uh, that uh, maybe we should try and see if could happen one day. Mm. What if I can just knock Kyrgios? No, no, that you should play him in a legitimate game of of Warhammer, and it doesn't involve anyone getting a concussion. Well, then what's the point of playing? <laughs> yeah, first they take away whippy sticks, and then they take away Dreadsons. concussions. They yeah. Take, yeah, thanks, Games Workshop, for removing concussions. Oh from yeah, the world. we didn't mention this because it's, it's only happened recently. Fucking, oh, are yeah. you going to say James Workshop? Games yeah. Workshop stole our fucking James Workshop joke. Yeah, there was no way anyone else but us could have come up with that, and we are so genuinely angry we could shit. It is a genuine grievance that we are genuinely angry about. Oh, so genuinely angry. <laughs> to the point that I've, I've actually been like tempted to go, Hey, Games Workshop, if your graphics design department can't be asked, I literally have like a, high, a, James the, a crazy high-res version of the Games Workshop logo modified to be James Workshop. Do you want it? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the amount of errors in the actual Games Workshop logo... Oh, come on. The original Games Workshop logo was made in the fucking 70s. <laughs> Fair. I think it was in the seventies. Well, I mean, it's, like, it's not Games Workshop anymore. It's like it's like Warhammer. Well, Games Workshop does still exist. Yeah, as but an entity. It's just their shops are called Warhammer now. No one calls. Like, I'm gonna go to Warhammer. No, you're not, mate. You're gonna go to Games Fucking Workshop or G Dubs, as I keep referring to it. Yeah, when did we start calling it G Dubs? I think we started it ironically, and then we've just started saying it like yeah, because like, I am um, gonna go down and get my Harbinger of Decay from G Dubs, and just yeah, because it's awful. It's an awful thing to call it, but we just started unironically saying it. G Dub Dubs. <laughs> Mm. G-W-W. 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 I no no I like G W V. G W V. Which is French we, for W. Can we can we please move on? No. W-W. All right. Okay. Very last question. Okay. Acidus. Hello. Which forty k characters would you most like to run a D and D group with? Hmm. hmm. As a DM, I think it it, cause it depends. Like if we're gonna, if they're going to be the DM or if they're going to be another player. Uh, well, that sounds like run a di- thing. Sounds like you're DMing. Because I'd say that if I was going to have it as a DM, Alpharius would probably make a very good DM because it'd be all twists and turns, and you wouldn't know where it was going. 
Yeah, but he wouldn't have a plan. No, he he'd ha- he would have a plan, and it'd be a terrifying one. But he'd appear like he didn't have one. Okay. So I I think that'd be the way. I think that'd be the way to go go for that to play with. I probably wouldn't go with Angron because he'd definitely eat the dice. <laughs> he'd eat the dice and the fucking DM board. Um, if possibly you're D- the DM. If you're DMing, then you want someone who's good at strategy. So like your Dawns, um, your Gilmans, they'd probably be very satisfying yeah, players. Yeah, they'd be like, like Dawn would be so um, like humorless and be like, well, we have to, he'd be like the ultimate men-maxer. Oh, he'd totally, he'd totally he'd be run so like a, 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 just a regular-ass fighter. He'd munch And it'd be, you know, min-max to the extreme. Yeah. But I think... You, you're gonna if you're dealing with the Primarchs who you want to play no you want to play with the Ultramarines because that's their shtick is like running tactical simulations and stuff yeah and, and like what ifs we do know they come up with the coolest we plans. do know that because that like, the Ultramarines will be the the Space Marines who are probably the best at Warhammer forty thousand mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would say I'd say I'd play uh, with Tanith's finest the first and only the first and only because uh, then. It would be strip D and D. You just want to play with fucking <laughs> is it Mad Larkin? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and like Gaunt himself, he's he's a, he's an incredibly handsome man. He is like that picture. It's like damn. I've ooh ooh. He is a very handsome man. I've read like the first three Gaunt's Ghost books. There's like a couple of them where he just like gets his end away, and it's like yeah, fine. Mate. It's like yeah, mate, go for it. Yeah, you go for it. Yep. Um. Overall, I mean, you know, you could you could play with like Khan, um, who would who would only eat half the dice as opposed to Angron, who would eat all of the dice. Oh, is would, that yeah. like two out of every four dice, for example, or is that half of each dice? <laughs> half of each. <laughs> he he'd take a bite out of every one and then he'd put them back. An interesting <laughs> question <laughs> that you'd only find out once the session begins. <laughs> okay. So, drama Matt, what about you? Because I can imagine playing D anD D with an ethereal would be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, um, I go in for my third attack. You don't have any? Yes, I do. And then every tower would be like, yeah, they do. <laughs> Says so in the rules. And it's like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> you know what would actually be interesting? Mm. Running a campaign of just orcs because a they'd probably get very offended when orcs started coming up and being all the enemies. Um, Fair. They go, that's that's profiling. That's really messed up. Yeah. Um, but also um, because you'd be get to see the wondrous thing of a group that is made entirely of barbarians because that is obviously what they pick <laughs> yeah but then there's no point in even creating a story because they'd be like i walk in into the pub it's like you see a bar i kill him take it take his head <laughs> they wouldn't necessarily like, kill him they i think they'd start off if they're in a bar i think they'd start off with punching okay they start punching but then they just kill everyone in there and no quests get done no no quest will get done you would have to lead them by the nose very much so mm-hmm. you'd have to make yeah. all their quests be about punching everyone they meet yeah but, so i mean i get to discipline it it'd make it for an interesting mm-hmm. one shot but yeah, yeah drama but what about you well, I was going to go very almost linked and also linked to the time of year. I want to play a player session with Red Gobbo and some of his buds. Yeah. That would be quite good fun. Because you spend half the time pl- playing. I feel like, you know, Gobbo's are a bit more intelligent. So they might not just want to play characters that just punch things. Mm-hmm. And then also we could spend half the session just moaning about the orcish class and things. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, know. that sounds good. I feel that like it might good. be quite a fun evening with a couple of drinks. and mm. Bit of fungus beer, you'll be fine. Yeah. Bit of fungus, yeah, yeah. Pe- fungus beer, and you get the uh, you know the uh, Gretchen Revolutionary Committee. Yeah, 
yeah. together. Yeah, that's 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 the thing that I meant to say and forgot what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. no, no, I'm I'm down. I'm I'll, I'll be down with that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys I mean, you can come be, play sure. with. Yeah, you guys can come play with Gaunt's Ghosts if you want. So <laughs> you can do a big kissing on them. If you that's fine. All right. Yeah, I don't recommend doing that with any of the gobbos that I'm playing with. Well, I mean, you could do. You They're just a bit have te- to a bit teethy. Like... I mean, that's kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. am I on my own here? Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. No one. Right. No one here's got a thing for half orc teeth mm, or orc so teeth. I mean, they look cool, but I don't. I, I don't think I'd necessarily want them in a makeout situation. Well, I mean, they don't. Or, or in other bits of my body, to be honest. Well, I mean, you could put corks on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Were you drinking tea? <laughs> well, only water, so it's fine that it got everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, congratulations! All of your talk about bedding orcs has indeed made Matt wet. So, well, I mean, his bones were already wet, but now the rest of the outside of him is too. So, yes, you've tied that back round to the start. Do we have any yeah, more questions? Yeah, it's because... almost like we planned it, <laughs> but we didn't. Apart from it's not at all like we planned it. Because <laughs> it would have been way better, and I would have forgotten. Uh, no, that, that is the end of the questions. That's the end of the podcast. Oh, excellent! Uh, it is the end. So it's now... finally over. So um, I guess thank you to everybody for listening, and we can now go away and think about what we've done. I won't. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) Uh, So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.